Hey there, Internet. I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And we are the Gem Jam, where we do an episode-by-episode recap of the 1980s cartoon Gem and the Holograms, because it is truly outrageous, and it might be the A-Team. This might literally be an A-Team episode, or a Scooby-Doo episode, we're not sure. It could go either way. Frankly, we're gonna we're gonna try and figure this out today because we are doing episode eleven, Last Resorts, written by Roger Slifer. Roger Slifer is a uh, he produced Gem and the Holograms. He has produced and uh, done uh, story editing for tons of shows, especially in the eighties. But here's a little factoid for you guys: he's also done comic writing. And this episode was was written by the co-creator of none other than Lobo. What? Yeah. <laughs> Lobo. Oh my the god. The one and the same. Co-creator of Lobo. Keep that in mind with last resorts here. This is another one in our series of episodes where they just sort of go on a trip someplace. As in, like, I, I assume this is in Colorado. This might be in the mountains of California. Except for then we also got a Svensson, but nobody else is really Swedish, so. Yeah, we assume they're still in America at this point. We're, we're not totally sure, because our opening shot is the holograms taking a vacation in these outrageous winter outfits, going to some kind of ski lodge somewhere, and they are taking these tight, snowy road turns in the Rock and Roadster which, as far as I know, does not have a top to put down. And Jem is in costume. I feel I should point that out. They're on vacation, but Jem is in costume. Right, because this is one of these weird things about the cartoon. We never see Jerrica have fun. No, only Jim can have fun. There's probably a whole, like, doctoral thesis to be written there. Exactly. There's, there's probably a whole thing there. I know what I'm studying when I go back to school. I know what Kimber's going to be studying at the lodge. Ski bums. She's really excited about ski bums. And and again, keep in mind, guys, that aside from their little jaunt over to China, this is right after she's just, like, established weird boyfriend relationships with both Jeff, the stuntman, and Sean, the teen quote-unquote idol. Also quote-unquote teen. He's 32. We're pretty sure. Kimber knows no boundaries. She is all about dating as many people she can. She wants all the boyfriends, and I'm excited about that. They get to the ski lodge, they open the door, and the owner, who I believe his name is like Rick Franklin, he's on the phone, and he's yelling about, I'll get the money, I'll get the money. This is the opening to a slasher flick. We have the group of girls saying how badly they needed a vacation, including the one who is like overly quote-unquote promiscuous and one who doesn't want to be here. And then we get to the lodge and there's some old guy yelling about money. These girls are about to die. Can we match these up? We've got uh, the Virgin would be, uh, what do we say? Would the Virgin be Shayna or or Jem? Jem, probably, because she's the fuddy-duddy in this equation. Uh, the athlete would obviously be Aja. Um, the scholar would be Shayna, and let's be honest, the fool is obviously Rio. So we, uh, we've got a Kevin in the Woods scenario going on here. Jem is the only one who's going to survive. Uh, this is either a slasher opener, or because it's a guy who's immediately like, the, the bank needs money from me, they, uh, they're going to shut down my thing if I don't pay the mortgage, uh, there's a new ski resort that has opened up, and so everybody's taking my business. It's a suspicious business. I, I am shocked at this point that I believe Kimber comes up with the idea that Kimber does not place cigar in her mouth, that Shayna does not grow 
of Frohawk because we have stumbled into the A-team, maybe? Na 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 na, holograms. Na 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 na, na. save the skiing lodge. So who's Mad Murdock? Is that Aja again? Look, which character actually gets stuff done and is really, really cool? Aja. You may notice that I have mentioned a suspicious business. Could it be... The Misfits? Oh, snap! The Misfits are ruining skiing, and also Clash is there, too. So the holograms are out skiing, and someone nails Jim with a snowball, and then we cut to Pizzazz and the Misfits on, on snowmobiles, and Pizzazz says the best line I've ever heard her say. It's my favorite line in the whole series! Pizzazz says, oh, look who it is! Little Miss Pink Hair and the sing-alongs! <laughs> Underneath so that, I've just written in all caps, oh my god. I have that written down. I have lines all around it as though it is glowing, and I have drawn a little banner below it that says, best line. Kid you not, it is the best thing that will ever come out of Pizzazz's mouth. And it's like, clearly Pizzazz doesn't know how to top that, because right afterwards, they just, it's a song now. Yeah, the music video is You Gotta Be Fast, although I read it wrong the first time, so in my notes it says You Gotta Be First Crossed Out Fast. Same difference. It's just about how, like, you gotta be you gotta be fast to get things done or something, something. The important thing is this song has laser sound effects. And it's the misfits causing trouble in the video, including, like, stealing some guy's ski poles and then he completely bails. You can ski without poles. I've done it. They're not even messing with Gem or the holograms. They're just random schlubs. They're just doing awful, awful things to random people. Yeah, they're just being jerks out on the slopes. Anyway, the holograms decide that they're going to save the mountain from the misfits. They are mad. They're like, we'll put an end to their mischief making. I'm like, you said the thing, making mischief. As they're chasing after the misfits, uh, Clash has somehow ended up up a tree. Because she can do that in ski boots. I'm actually kind of impressed. And then she, like, kicks a branch so, like, Shayna gets completely doused with snow and buried. And then she's like, heads up, Shayna, which is oddly courteous of her. You know, honestly, it is. It is. They totally own the holograms. What happens? I mean, they just, at, at some point, Jem falls down and they just start pelting her with snowballs. While she is face down in the snow. She's like Ralphie's little brother from A Christmas Story. But she is rescued. She is rescued by a blonde. Honestly, I know he's supposed to be Swedish, but when I first heard him talk, I was like, is that guy French-Canadian? I have written my notes here with a couple of music notes. Suddenly Swedish! Uh, the Misfits are super intimidated by this guy doing a flip. He does a flip, and they're like, whoa, let's get out of here. <laughs> let's not mess with this guy. He can do flips on skis. And it's like, this guy is blonde. This guy can ski. He has a Swedish accent. I bet his name's Hans. I have this written in my notes. Like, I will bet you his name is Hans, and and I am wrong. His name is better than Hans. He is Mr. Svensson. Svensson. Which is apparently his first name, I think. Maybe maybe it's his only name. So Svensson introduces himself and says that he is, quote, very best instructor. And then the best thing happens. From off-camera, I'll bet you are! Cause Rio's here! Did, he didn't drive up with the, the girls. I don't know how he got here. He was summoned by sheer jealousy. Thousands of miles away, he sensed that another man was talking to Jerrica, and he instantly teleported here. Anyway, I've brought the equipment. You can practice now, if you've got the time. Because Jerrica has been talking to Svensson, see? This conversation here, you guys, I actually really love it. Because Jem's like, Rio, what are you even talking about? 
Anyway, I thought it was Jerrica you cared about. I'm like, yeah, you're Jim. I thought it was Jerrica you cared about. And Svensson pops in, making this thing even better with, come on, you can't have two girlfriends and me with none. Whenever you talk like Svensson, you sound like Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> <laughs> you do. No Mickey Mouse stuff. And he calls Rio Leo, which really gets Rio mad. Like, I, I swear, I expect after you can't have two girlfriends and me with none, there's this bit where Rio sort of turns around to deliver some pithy statement, and I swore I was expecting the next line out of that to be, WATCH ME! Also, how is it that Svensson doesn't have a girlfriend? He is easily the best character this entire episode. Next to Aja, he is the most capable character in this entire episode. Like, after this, he basically does the ski equivalent of Ollie's out. He just Ollie's on out of there. To go on being awesome elsewhere. Svensson out. I can sense a puppy trapped under a snowdrift. I must go! Yeah. So it turns out that the things that was hap- that were happening in the Misfits music video actually happened because we actually see those same schlubs demanding refunds. And the holograms, they agree to put on a concert at the end of the week since they need to rehearse anyway. And, uh, and... Mr. Franklin's like, yeah, I'll refund everybody's money if they're still unhappy at the end of the week. And I feel like we are banking a lot on the supposition that everyone here really enjoys glam rock. Well, what's not to like? What indeed? After everybody agrees to this, uh, we do this pan through the crowd of of all these ski lodge guests and the holograms interacting. And I actually, I really love this pan because it is so perfect for all of these characters. Uh, Shayna is serving some people cocoa, Kimber is flirting with two ski bums, and Aja is setting somebody's leg injury. We've got perfect little things for all of our characters to be doing here. Mr. Franklin starts ranting about how he's determined to keep this place. He built it with his own two hands, and this is the best line. He says, no turnip-squeezing banker is gonna get the best of me. And then it's like, did somebody say turnip-squeezing banker? Because a limo pulls up. The banker comes out on one side, and then he's like, I brought a prospective buyer. Eric Raymond time! Everybody knows he's coming. The window rolls down, and he's just glaring in a little sweater. And Jim's like, I didn't think you were interested in ski resorts. And Eric Raymond's like, I'm interested in anything that turns a profit. Is he in drugs? Is he, like, selling drugs? He's also probably into, like, kidnapping and slavery. Like, this is a really dark line when you think about it. So so Eric and the banker drive out over to their own ski lodge, and the banker may have the best lines in this episode, beating out even Rio, because he just says, almost apropos of nothing, this mountain must be ours at any cost. Is he trying to find some kind of buried pirate gold or run some kind of counterfeiting operation? Is somebody about to put on a rubber suit to go scare away all the teens so they can search the mountain for the gold? And the worst part is I'm not too far off. Anyway, the next shot is, is oh, look, it's Zipper. And oh, oh, look, he's messing with the ski lift. Yeah. How long until Tech Rat? Uh, only a couple of episodes, actually. Yay! Yeah. He first shows up in the Music Awards Part 1. We've got a little bit of Zipper and Tech Rat overlap, but we're swiftly approaching Tech Rat. See, my first, my first person I'm looking forward to is Tech Rat, and after that it becomes re- uh, Riot. The next day, the holograms go off on the ski lift because we haven't had any gondola slash ski lift shenanigans in about an episode. Whatever tomfoolery Zipper was getting up to overnight means that the ski lift is uh, is coming apart somehow. Somehow, Zipper manages to break the ski lift and other people are riding on it and they're fine, but it only breaks right when Jim and the holograms get on it. 
and it mostly affects Jem and Shayna's ski lift uh, bench. Yeah, because it starts rocking violently. Jem starts to fall. Shayna reaches down with one of her ski poles. Jem grabs onto the ski pole and does this really like convincing scream of terror. It actually got to me a little bit hearing her scream like that. And then we got a commercial break because that's how the show works. Memento Mori by our dolls. And and as it comes back, it keeps doing these focuses from like it's it's in a it's below shot, it's a uh, it's a sky, it's a it's a above POV. Jerica seems like she is simultaneously about ten feet off the ground and about two hundred. So I mean, if she fell, I I I don't know. I guess she dies. It's hard to say. Rio and Svensson are nearby, and Rio's like, "We better save them." Svensson's like, "Yeah," and immediately leaves. And Rio assumes that Svensson does not have a better idea than Rio's idea, which is physically climbing the cables. Yeah, he starts swinging like on monkey bars, swinging along the cable on the way. And Jem's like, Rio, don't! It is a really bad idea. It is a really bad idea. I don't know how much longer I can hang on. I will note that Shayna is holding on to Jem via ski pole with no complaints whatsoever. Yeah, you know, Shayna's doing great here. If Shayna can tough this out, you can tough this out, Jem. And so it turns out that climbing the the climbing the cables may not have been a smart idea because Svensson had a smart idea. He brought a helicopter. <laughs> Svensson went and got a helicopter. He is the best character. Where did he even find a helicopter? We just don't know. How did they get the helicopter to take off like a couple of minutes ago? This is how capable Svensson is. He's hanging from the ladder like an A-team character. Svensson's coming in to save the day. He's like a magnificent alpine Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and Rio, of course, hates that this is happening. So, like, Sven saves all of them, then swings back around to pick up Rio as he is just sort of hanging from the cables looking put out. And, like, they're they're right across from each other on the rope ladder, and Sven's like, you're very brave, Rio. And Rio says, yeah, sure, real brave for all the good it did. I will point out that Svensson calls him Leo again, because that's the best thing ever. And then Rio picks up on that, and he's like, man, I'm real clever here, I'm gonna turn this around. And he's like... Thanks for saving Jem, Swanson. I guess Jem picked the best man after all. Meanwhile, in what I swear to God is Eric's office. I swear to God this is Eric Raymond's office at Misfits Music, or Starlight Music, that he is transported here to have the banker sit at his desk. This is the same office. This is the same office as always, but it's in the mountains for no reason. The office has transported here. Where the banker is sitting at the desk for some reason. And Eric's like, alright, so what are we going to do? Jem's really popular. People are going to go and see them. Again, suppo- a lot of supposition on people really liking glam rock uh, unilaterally. And the banker, again, has one of the best lines in this episode. He absolutely is an A-team villain. Like, it's hard to perform from a hospital bed. And Eric, for some reason, is like, whoa, I can't be involved in this. What do you mean you can't be involved in this? You're always involved in this. You even had Zipper come up to the mountains with you to do some shenanigans. You know Zipper tries to kill people a lot, and you condone this. You keep hiring him. It's your fault at this point. This is still happening. It is... This is still happening. I can hear you hitting your desk. Yes, you can. This is a desk-smacking statement. 
Anyway, Mr. Franklin comes by Raymond's resort to punch his face, and the banker's like, he can't find me here, and like dives into Eric Raymond's closet. But yeah, Mr. Franklin has come here to beat Eric Raymond up, because that's how he solves problems. He built this with his own two hands, and by God, he'll end you with his own two hands. And Eric does another one of his ridiculous verbal agreement scams. What else but a ski competition? Franklin has no reason to agree to the ski competition, but he does, because Svensson says he can get the holograms all trained up. Right, let's let's put this in perspective. This is a ski competition between some incompetent glam rockers. This isn't between anyone who's, like, actually good at skiing. This isn't between Svensson and, and somebody evil. This is between the holograms and the misfits. And then we get our next music video, which is It's Working Out slash It's Doing Me In. It's a Gem and Misfits composite song, which I would normally be excited about, but this is maybe the worst Gem Misfits song. It's all 80s workout montage. It's an amazing 80s exercise montage with jazzercise. Gem shadowboxing and a stopwatch. I have that written down as a jazzercise clock. This song does have one thing going for it. And it has a mopey Rio face. Because Svensson is training the holograms and Rio does not care for it. So on to the race! The race starts and the first thing we see is Zipper up a tree, so you know everything's gonna be on the up and up here. <laughs> Absolutely! We, like, almost immediately we get into some, like, regular wacky racers hijinks. With, like, they switch the signs for which way the path goes, there's some tripping, they dig a ditch... They attach a hook to the back of Aja's, like, ski suit, and she basically gets yanked backwards like the dog from the Foghorn Leghorn cartoons. There's this weird little bit where Jem is skiing right behind, I believe it is, Pizzazz and Roxy, and she seems to not understand how a race works because she is shouting, EXCUSE ME PLEASE! And the misfits are like, there's no excuse for you, which is my favorite line from elementary school. That is a sick, nasty burn, Roxy. During the course of the race, Aja ends up getting yanked backwards. Uh, Shayna ends up on an ice floe somehow, and Kimber ends up at a pit. Yeah, the holograms are all picked off one by one, except for Jem, who it may be noted that earlier Roxy elbowed Jem in the ear somehow. That will come up. Somehow, when it's just down to Jem, Clash legit causes an avalanche with her tiny symbols. Her tiny little wrist symbols. She causes an avalanche. You could be like, And that's apparently enough to set off an avalanche. So Jem is about to be buried in an avalanche and die horribly. Commercial time! As we come back, Jem pops into a cave that is conveniently nearby. And she is buried by the snow. Uh, The misfits arrive at the finish line uh, at what appears to be sunset. Uh, No show of the holograms, of course. Uh, So Rio and Svensson go looking for them. Rio decides they've got to go rescue the holograms, but of course Aja does all the actual rescuing. Yeah, no, Aja is, like, incredible in this, like, holograms reconvene bit. She rescues Kimber. Shayna is about to go over the aforementioned waterfall. Aja saves her like it's no freaking big deal. Yeah, she, like, attaches a rope to a ski pole and tosses it like a grappling hook across the river. Using that rope that was just used to yank her back. She kept that because she thinks ahead. I know, she's just, like, wandering through the wilderness with this rope slung over her shoulder, looking like she is a part of the natural universe. It also should be noted that Shayna actually crawls across this rope in the way that you were supposed to, with, like, uh, both arms climbing, one leg sort of tangled up in the rope, and another one hanging down for counterbalance. We do go to uh, Rio and Svens in here. 
Rio and Svensson wandering through the wilderness. But yeah, Svensson says we should split up because he's apparently a Scooby-Doo character on top of everything else. They're wandering through the woods, shouting, Jam! 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 Over and over again. Meanwhile, we find out where Jam is. She goes further into the cave and she goes, Is there anyone there? And she gets answered by a bear. A freaking bear! A giant bear! She screams so loud that her voice actually reverberates through what must be about five feet of snow. Densely packed snow. Rio hears her and starts digging with his hands. And Jem tries to ward the bear off with hologram shenanigans, but one of her earrings gets knocked off and the other one is busted. The one that Roxy elbowed. It's, it's bent a little bit. These things are flimsy. And then, because the earring's on the ground and the bear steps into the way... The gem hologram goes away because the bear is blocking the hologram projection. When has that ever been a problem? Interestingly enough, that is something that sort of, not, not, not specifically, but that is sort of a thing that comes up as a possible conflict point in the show Bible. Where, uh, where Christy Marks was very clearly laying out the rules for the holograms that the show then blatantly disregards later on. She's like, there has to be a clear line of sight for these things. You can't just create an entire weather phenomenon in the middle of a gully in Texas. That'd be, that'd be silly. So we have no problem with projecting holograms up into the sky, but a bear is just too much interference to handle. Exactly. Okay. Rio has broken through the snowpack with his hands again, and because the, the bear is blocking Synergy's hologram projections, which I would get tattooed... What, the bear is blocking Synergy's hologram projections? Yeah, come on! How often do you get to say something like that aloud? Surprisingly frequently on this show. Let's just say it again one, one more time, just to savor it. The bear's blocking Synergy's hologram projections. Anyway, Rio thinks he can fistfight a bear. Right, Rio thinks he can fistfight and wrestle a bear. He gets owned by the bear. He sees Jerrica here at this point, who uh, I might actually, I would like to point out here, this is another thing like like our last episode, Adventures in China, with some uh, with some hologram shenanigans in terms of what Jerrica was wearing underneath the gem hologram. Jerrica is in a light sweater and some pants. Jem was in a parka, ski goggles, actual wear appropriate for high elevation wintry mountains. Has Jerrica been freezing to death this whole time? She's just been toughing it out. Jerrica's got some hidden depths to her. So, like, while Rio is thinking that he can fight a bear, Jerrica dives for the undamaged earring that got knocked away by the bear. She dives between the bear's legs, which is honestly pretty impressive. Jerrica is able to nab the, the other earring, and Synergy takes some artistic license with what she is supposed to do here. It's like, it's like a multi-armed, multi-mouthed Muppet goblin that she turns Rio into. And it giggles. It just cackles this horrible noise. Synergy has like the sickest sense of humor. This thing is absolutely terrifying. It scares me. And of course it scares the bear. The bear is like, I'm getting out of here. This is the worst. It is giggling. It is giggling this whole time. This high pitched shrill giggle. It is like she took a sample of salacious crumb and just played it over and over again. And then afterwards, after the bear runs off to God knows where, the hologram goes away, and Rio's like, huh, well, I guess I showed him. Rio did not notice any of that. None of it. Not even the noise. And then, of course, Jerrica puts the gem star earring back on, turns back into gem, and Rio's like, gem, but I thought I saw Jerrica. And 
Jem straight up gaslights him. And the best part is that she, when she senses that she may not be doing a very good job of gaslighting Rio, she turns his attention away by saying, Rio, you're a hero. He hears exactly what he wants to hear there. And he's like, oh yeah, I am, aren't I? I'm the Alpine Jesus. And then they find out that the cave wall is glittering with what I am disappointed to say is not diamonds. But it is close. It is close. And we reveal that when we come back to everybody reconvening uh, after coming back to the ski lodge. The bank, uh, now apparently after their verbal agreement, owns Mr. Franklin's ski lodge. There's this weird line where the banker says, there's an old saying in the banking business, and Eric Raymond fills in, losers weepers. That's another line for me inside of the sensory deprivation tank. It's like it only exists so we can then have Jem be like, you forgot the other half, finders keepers. And she's carrying, I, I forget, is this a burlap sack or is she just carrying raw silver nuggets? She's just carrying raw silver in her arms. She's carrying one piece and Rio's carrying the rest of it. Because that's what he's good for. This is how silver is mined. It comes out in beautiful, gigantic nuggets the size of your fist. First off, while this means that Actually, technically, if they've already signed over the lease, that means the bank owns that mountain. But maybe they haven't yet, so it still belongs to Mr. Mr. Franklin. Anyway, the point is they have enough money to pay off Mr. Franklin's mortgage, and the banker is super mad because he's like, No, they found the silver! How did he find out about that silver? What, what survey information did he get a hold of? Did he have, like... I mean, this, this is what makes this like a Scooby-Doo plot. It's like he's just heard that there is pirate gold buried here. So he's going to scare away everybody so he can look for it. So Svensson uh, reappears, and he's basically standing over four mooks that Eric had hired, and he's got them all tied up like the biggest badass this side of the Alpines. It's amazing. Svensson continues to be the best character. And so because we only have like two minutes left in the cartoon episode, we jump immediately into the promised concert with a really boring love song by Gem and the Holograms called Love is Here. And as far as I can tell, it is one in which the animators give up on moving Gem's mouth, like, halfway through the song. And that's, I mean, the song is pretty much what takes us out of a very strange episode. Our episode actually ran an appropriate amount of time, so they didn't have to, like, add another music video at the end. Uh, we don't even get, like, one of the superstar segments. It just stops here. So with that kind of limp ending, I guess that sort of a I guess that wraps it up for us on uh, on this episode. Join us next week for uh, in stitches a Shayna episode where we go to Italy for some reason. Also, it marks the triumphant return of Ashley. Uh, if you are a fan of our podcast and you have a couple of dollars sitting around, you should check us out at uh, what's that URL again, Kit? Patreon.com/slash/thegemjam. Uh, we have a Patreon. We are always looking for a little bit of extra funding to help make our podcast even better. Check that out if you are interested. Until next week, though, I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this has been The Gem Jam, where we remind you, if the outrageous fits, wear it. <laughs>